Welcome to Beyond the Pixel, episode 12 on September 29th, 2020. I'm Luis Fernando Sandrin, technical level designer, and joining me as always, digital artist Ken Ha. Yo, what's up, man? Hey, are you ready for the biggest debate, the clash of the titans? <laughs> I'm ready for us to decide uh, which side we're going to pick in the coming console wars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, PS5 and the latest Xbox. Uh, two consoles that have both been announced and finally all their specs and prices are now uh, out and about. Do you want to give us a little yeah. summary of both sides? Sure. It's actually surprising because we actually have four consoles now. On uh, right. Sony's side, we have the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 digital version. Um, and on, on Microsoft, we got the Xbox Series X and the slimmer, sleek Xbox Series S. Okay, it, first off, let's just start. Oh, sorry to interrupt you right there. Let's, yo, uh, let's review the names. Okay, just on the <laughs> name level. You have PS5. And then the PS5 Digital Edition, so the DE, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Xbox. <laughs> Do not okay, confuse it with the Definitive Edition. <laughs> yeah, that's the Definitive Edition. It comes out later. Um, and then the Xbox is, is it really called the Series X? It's the Series X is the name of the next generation Xbox console. And then the most powerful version <laughs> the, of the next generation yeah. console. And then the say. other the other one's called the Series S. Series S. Okay, that's super confusing. <laughs> Isn't it's, that a little it's, confusing? It's a, li it's a little confusing. <laughs> no, it's not a little confusing. It's very confusing. My, my friend gave my friend gave me a, a very good uh, <laughs> analogy. Maybe it was you. I don't remember who it was. It was like saying like your grandma or your mom's gonna be going in to the store and she's gonna be trying to ask for the latest Xbox and you're gonna get yourself an Xbox One because <laughs> well th this is why they pulled the Xbox One X from the store shelves <laughs> you can no longer buy they're no longer making and stocking Xbox One X's it's many, all gonna be Series <laughs> X's yeah it's it's, it's this, this is literally what's it's happening um so okay sorry to interrupt you sorry to interrupt you um keep going yeah. what, what are the what are the specs of the the different consoles that we're looking at here so interesting enough, on the on the PlayStation Five side, the digital version and the normal, I guess, normal version um, are exactly the same in terms of specs. The digital version just doesn't have the hard drive. Sorry, it doesn't have the disk drive. None yeah. of them have hard drives. They all have SSDs <laughs> now. Yeah. However, and it's and it's priced accordingly. The PlayStation Five is at a five hundred dollar MSRP USD. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The digital version is 400 USD, mm -hmm. so you get a hundred dollar discount for that uh, for missing out on on discs. That was that was pretty close to what we estimated earlier, eh? Like yeah, it, pretty close. It's actually lower than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was actually going to be quite high. Uh, I'm I'm pretty glad that that you can get one for as low as 400 dollars USD. Yeah, it's very competitive. I was actually expecting yeah. the digital yeah. version to be 450, but to have a extremely high powered console for yeah. only uh like, 300 is it 300 sorry 400 uh how like how much is the switch good. right now that is a very good question i think it is also 400 that's that's insane eh that's unless that's, unless that's if that's it might be sorry it's 400 canadian dollars and i believe let's take a look here nintendo switch yeah you're right by God, that is that is actually pretty. It's four hundred for yeah. a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but that's Canadian, right? No, I looked at the Amazon.com. The .com is wow, American. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That's that's, that's well. That says that speaks to both the ability that, like, this is a, this is one of the cheapest next generation consoles from Sony that we've seen in a while, and then also to the longevity of the Switch and how long that's been able to stay. It, the Switch is now on its own um, time cycle, mm-hmm. in, independent of the Xbox, uh, Sony wars. They've 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 risen above the battlefield and now are fighting in the air. <laughs> while Xbox and PS5 are <laughs> are duking it out on the ground. Um, yeah. Okay, tell me about the, the Xbox console um, differences. So the Xbox Series X is their top-of-the-line console. It's the one that's mm-hmm. being touted as the most powerful console on the market. Its specs are slightly higher than PS5. Mm-hmm. Uh, remains to be seen how significant those differences will be, but mm-hmm. it is... Uh, you know, tail of the tape-wise, it is the most powerful console on the market. Mm-hmm. The Xbox Series S, on the other hand, is a step down. It's got a smaller hard drive, mm-hmm. so, so smaller SSD, smallest yeah. smaller storage solution, shall yeah. we say? Mm-hmm. Um, it is being priced at three hundred and seventy-five, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, it is extremely cheap. It's cheaper wow. than the. Uh... So what's interesting then is this is. This is the first time in this kind of console war that we've seen one side do a performance difference in their two consoles right yeah. from the get-go, and the other side have two consistently performing consoles. That's exactly like, that's that's really interesting. They're both targeting different yeah. demographics for their lower end, and that they're coming out of the gate with their lower end. Like from from Sony, you would kind of expect it. Like that's more of a standard thing, like having less features, like a disk drive, which is very optional nowadays. Like you, I would kind of expect that, but the fact that Microsoft decided to have two different performing consoles—that—that's mm-hmm. a really different, different type way to like separate your 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 um, price points, right? Well, they're definitely banking on the fact that um, not a lot of people have 4K TVs. And also, mm-hmm. not a lot of people want to spend that much money on a next-generation console. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to do a minor correction here. I was looking at Canadian prices. Canadian okay. prices, we're paying three eighty for an Xbox Series S. Wow. American prices is three hundred. So wow. it's a full two hundred dollars cheaper than the Xbox Series X in terms of American prices, wow. USDs. Wow, this generation is the most affordable generation that we've seen in a very it, long time. That would be the price of a Nintendo Switch is is three hundred dollars. I yeah. just confirmed it is 400 here in canada it's 300 in in the united states really interesting uh, so here's the other interesting part it like i was saying before is the xbox series s the maximum resolution that it can say and this is written on the box is it can do up to 1440p like a 2k resolution mm-hmm. and it can do uh frame rates up to 120 frames per second this is the series s you said right this is the series s yeah now, I don't. The maximum for it's written on the box that the Xbox Series X can do 4K, which is interesting because the PS5 box it says it can do 8K, which is ridiculous. Um, okay, but I don't pro- know why they would put that on the box. <laughs> well, this 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 is a great like segue into like a a serious uh, kind of problem that a lot of people don't think about when they compare consoles, and especially when consoles come out and they talk about new features or or innovations that the console is bringing um like for example the the ssd uh um 
uh, innovation, right? Now that mm-hmm. uh, Sony has like nothing but SSDs for all of their heart, for all of their drives. Um, yep, same with the, the Xbox. Same with the Xbox, sorry, yeah. And that, the thing is that it's not just about um, this inherently giving the system more power. The other side of the coin is that the developers also need to be able to know and want to utilize these innovations uh, in in the ge- development of their game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's one thing... T- that's, that's one thing that I think Nintendo often gets overlooked on is... They've always worked with a small cons like a smaller performing consoles, but their efficiency to how well they are able to exploit that console has always been like incredibly high. They've been trying to like compete with um, consoles that have been outperforming them with less uh, on on visuals, but with less tech, right? Yeah. Um, so it always wonders to me like between PlayStation and Xbox whatever features that they're trying to say is going to win them this war it's also about like how well the the developers execute on those features and whether those features were useful in the first place right yeah and what and what titles they're they're pulling on because mm. we can look at the consoles on their on their base merits and indeed there is a different feature set there when you compare uh what the two companies are saying like a big thing for microsoft that they just put out i think it was beginning of this week actually uh they were getting Xbox Series X is onto the hands of people and they're letting them try out the backwards compatibility. So you have different numbers there about like load times getting cut in mm-hmm. half on all those backwards compatible titles. Oh. Uh, but in addition to this is how you you play those games has changed because they allow you to suspend uh, multiple titles now. So you say you're playing uh, one title and then you start another title, you can switch between the two of those seamlessly. Right. Oh, it runs like the emulation in the background, like at the same time. No, it, there's not emulated. It's suspended, right? So it's oh. being stored. It's being stored in uh in either memory or oh, interesting. Or 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 is taking a snapshot of that state and then holding on to that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I haven't looked into it specifically. Well, if 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 everything is SSD and they're able to actually store that information in an SSD like drive. Then it would make sense that you could indefinitely store a game state without infect, like, you know. Well, it depends, right? right? Because that's 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 got to be stored in. It can't be stored on like an SSD. It has to be stored in the actual system memory. Yeah. Right. Like in, or in the or in like the video card memory or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So whichever way they're doing it, I should really look into that actually because it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, people have reported they've been able to spin up to seven titles. You know, That's pretty cool. And then they do just jump in between those pretty easily. Don't have to go through any loading or anything like that. That is kind of uh, nice if you are like a uh, like a power user and you just there's a few games that you always like to go back to and you always want to have it like easily accessible. Yeah, especially when you think about it, it's frustrating because the best use case I've seen for this is also the state where it doesn't work, where I want to switch between Destiny Two and Sea of Thieves. You know, both big <laughs> life service games that. I'm constantly hopping in and out of. Right. Uh, unfortunately, those two titles being live service games, you can't actually suspend those. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you need yeah. a network connection. Yeah. But yeah. but say 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 if you're a platform like Xbox, right, and you have this wonderful thing called Game Pass, where you have hundreds of games available at once. Imagine being able to try out all those different sides of games, just start them up, suspend them, and you can come back, jump between mm, those whenever whenever you want, right? That's 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 probably the infrastructure that they built up, right? Mm-hmm. That make that makes a lot of sense. Now, uh, I believe Sony have said they've also had a system like this, but the messaging with Sony has never always been super clear on things like this, on, on what we can expect. It's it's almost buried sometimes, or just mentioned off in the side. Yeah. You have to go look for it. Microsoft is very up and 
up and forward mm. about these sorts of boosts outside of out of just the core power of the system that you have so you mentioned xbox game pass i think that's actually pretty interesting how that's for the first time kind of become a a a more significant uh decider on the console because like what you meant like the the improvement of the game pass because okay the fact that um they've just uh acquired what was the company they just acquired and then it's gonna add a bethesda Bethesda, but it's uh, it was a that Bethesda is a subsidiary of a larger company. Zenimax. Zenimax, that's right. Yeah. So they acquired Zenimax. So that's a possibility that the entire catalog might be coming to the Xbox Game Pass. At least, at least a future catalog for sure. Yeah. So that's, um, that's, there's that's... different there's different copyrights and like legal stuff about back catalog mm-hmm. stuff that that mm-hmm. may not come over. Mm-hmm. Either but way, that's pretty huge, stuff. right? And the games that they do have right now are pretty huge. And plus the fact that the value seems. Like there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be really interested in getting that um, pay over time deal that Xbox announced with their console. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, with the game like is. a cellular plan. Where yeah, yeah. But then the thing you, is, you it get comes... two years of Xbox, two years of Xbox Game Pass, right? Yeah, but it also comes with Xbox uh, Gold, I believe. Right, you have the online capability. Uh, right. Is so, that correct? so this has been this has been available for a while. Yeah. You have you're able to buy Xbox game pass for 10 slash 11 dollars depending on where you live um but you can also pay 15 dollars for xbox ultimate which gives you xbox game pass for uh xbox xbox game pass for pc Mm -hmm. and xbox gold and that's all rolled into to play and they recently announced here is the big kicker EA Play is going to be included in Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, that's right. That's also another big ultimate, uh, catalog. Ultimate, ultimate yeah. only. Right, the larger one. So, so for five extra dollars, you get EA Play, you get Xbox Live Gold, yeah. and you get uh, you get you, there's different perks you get like few skins for Sea yeah. of Thieves, yeah. uh, bonuses in like Fortnite, yeah. War, uh, not Warhammer. Yeah. Uh, so the biggest thing for me yeah. for that that was that like their catalog is okay. The catalog's not bad. Not all the games there are that interesting, but the the fact that they were willing to put like new games that just came out on Xbox Game Pass, yeah, uh, was actually pretty huge. That means like, especially if the games are hundred dollars, man, that's like if you get one new game every seven months, it suddenly pays off for your <laughs> for yeah, your entire consider thing. Consider this: right? every yeah. single first party studio owned by Microsoft, all their games come out day one on Xbox Game Pass. That's pretty big. This so this is why like Wasteland Wasteland Three recently came out. That was right. on Game Pass. You you can play Sea of Thieves online yeah. for that. Destiny Two, like sorry, we're not talking. I was talking about specific stuff, but Destiny Two Beyond Light also coming on launch to Xbox Game Pass. That oh, was insane nice. for me. Um, and it comes with all the expansions. I, but regardless, like when you when you think about what them acquiring Zenimax Studios and all those games in the future all coming to Game Pass at the same time. Combine that with with the EA Play access that's coming on November 10th. Combine that with the fact that uh, 2020's Game of the Year, Spiritfarer, is also on Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an uh, there's insane a lot of, there's proposition. A lot of, it's a pretty good, there's a pretty good catalog coming out on, on it right now. I have heard things about uh, Sony also beginning to look at what Microsoft is doing and uh, apply that to the Sony online experience have you heard anything about this about them yes. starting up a library service so they do they did announce on the same stream where they announced uh the con the price of the console 
um, I think it was PlayStation Plus library or something. Mm -hmm. It's rolled into their online service, which was PlayStation Plus, which notably is not part of their PlayStation Now service, which is their streaming service. That's another key difference between Mm -hmm. Xbox and Sony. Um, But this will be part of their PlayStation Plus, but it only offers uh, PS4 titles. Mm -hmm. So it has Last of Us Remastered, not part two. So it's only a past catalog kind of thing, right? Yes. Mm, Yes. That's that's quite interesting. It's similar to Game Pass, right? But it's only for PS4 titles. So unlike Xbox, which will have... um, what is a like Halo Infinite would mm-hmm. be an Xbox Series X title that mm-hmm. would be on Game Pass mm-hmm. or whatever other Series X title that's going to come out on Game Pass day one from from their first party studios. Sony is only doing this back catalog mm-hmm. and the selection is it's a little underwhelming, right? So probably the biggest hit they got was God of War and that game is from 2018, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it'll be it's it's like a small little benefit, but it's not nearly on the level of what Xbox is doing in terms of no. what it's bringing. So no, it, what so, Xbox is, I'm comfortable in saying that the Xbox Game Pass deal is 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 unprecedented. Yeah, I, like I, this is this is like Netflix at the top of their game levels. <laughs> back of when Netflix had a like a good deal, yeah, Netflix had like every show. Yeah. Um. So, for me, if we're just looking at the hardware specs, this 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 dichotomy between this Xbox and Sony puts me at an interesting spot. Like on the one hand, the lowest price point is. Uh, the the Xbox uh, the the S series right Series S, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the lowest spec because the PS Five is probably more powerful than the uh, the the Series S, right? Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, 100%. but on the high end, uh, the Xbox uh, 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 Series X is more power is more powerful allegedly. You know, like once everything comes out, so. But for me, like I would probably never be interested in buying the uh, the Series S. I would only be interested in buying the uh, the yeah. Series X. Well, right? we're 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 in a unique like financial position too, right? It's true. It's true. So I'm not discounting that. I'm I'm, I'm purely speaking for uh, myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll preface that first. But uh, on the on Sony's end, like because there's no difference, I actually do prefer getting the. Uh, the digital only edition the mm-hmm. non-optical edition which is priced like significantly lower than the one the series x so yeah, especially here in canada too yes, I should especially point here out. in canada yeah there's an interesting thing happening with canadian prices yeah we're because... gonna get into that in one second yeah, let me just okay. finish this sorry. thought first sorry go ahead so um that for me makes this the playstation more enticing now the the thing is the 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 xbox game pass does bring in like uh, a component right and the component really is the game side but i can't so i can't really compare it on the hardware side but i kind of can because it's a service that's only available on this hardware so the the live the live stream or sorry the xbox uh, game pass it does like kind of tip the scale upwards but only in so much as i can think of the games that i absolutely love in that library um so it's weird. Here's the thing. It's weird to me, thing. right? Yeah. Here's the here's the thing that's going to tip you even more. There's Xbox Game Pass for PC, and like that's that more, is more very ti- true. That more is very time true. after time, that service is going to yeah. match parity yeah. with the console yeah. version. There's games yeah. now on Xbox Game Pass yeah. for PC that are not on console, that's, like Crusader that's... Kings Three and Gears of War. 
like our I, our own game. Yeah. I prefer to play that game on the PC, and for people like me who are actually PC gamers first, yeah, right. I I still like. I am not a P- either or. I still love like gaming on the consoles, but it's a different experience that I want to have, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that the the Game Pass is on the PC is actually a huge it's a huge deal, especially if EA games are coming in and games like Squadrons come comes to the the Game Pass. That's actually huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that that would also uh, make me get something that I would never have gotten for a console, which is to pay for the online multiplayer services. Um, yeah, because I'll have it anyway. So that's really interesting. I, I guess I'm still at a fifty-fifty. I haven't made my decision in this war yet. But I have. But, but here, you here, here's, here's here's the here's the thing uh, about this though, and, and why I really like the Xbox Series X as like a console, as uh, and with Game Pass. I know that my games would look amazing on my 4K TV because <laughs> I I don't like passing my my PC to my TV and my PC currently cannot run 4K. Mm-hmm. Wait until I get my 30s my 3070 <laughs> yeah, and wait. then and then and then I'll be able yeah. to. Yeah. But here here is where it comes down to me. Yeah. Do I want to play God of War 2? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. <laughs> where is the one place I can do that? playstation playstation 5 yeah that is the only way i can play that let's get into the next section of what you we would naturally look at for a console wars is is the catalog right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and like it or hate it the exclusive makes such a big difference i'll tell you we're gonna get into this a little bit later but uh i was so annoyed that i couldn't play play spelunky right away and i was watching people (laughs) on the ps5 play or the ps playstation play it Dude, it's it hurt. Okay, it made me yeah. want to get a PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's just for a two week exclusivity. Oh, yeah, it's just two weeks. Imagine if it was, you know, your life. Play, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, of the new consoles and their uh, uh, announcing catalog, uh, can you do? You, can, do you think you can give us a summary of like what the the big hitters are? Uh, in terms of what is exclusive to each of the consoles, no, 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 just the big ones. Well, yeah, because because ideally, ideally exclusive, yeah, I guess that's yeah. the thing is that Sony has a lot of exclusive things. I don't think Microsoft does because Halo Infinite got pushed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything. And and regardless, there is nothing on Xbox that is going to be technically exclusive because it's all playable on PC. And this is, I would say, this is a trend that's been happening for a while now i feel like sony has doubled down more on exclusives for a while and xbox has been Mm -hmm. trying to expand in other other directions like the uh xbox game pass and stuff there's definitely a ton of games now that are on xbox and pc that are not on playstation but that's that's the issue with the xbox series x is that anything that does come out on the console is also going to come to windows Mm -hmm. right because that is microsoft's strategy if you look at my screen, uh, I have the the Sony exclusives up that we can yep. go through. So uh, the first one I see here is obviously mentioned at God of War, which yeah. I think... Th- this by is the all way, not I... launch stuff. This is all 2021, 2022. Yeah, so which, by the way, I think it was such a cheeky play. Like every time a fucking company comes out and just announces a new game with a logo, <clears throat> Metroid 4, the, like <laughs> God of War, it's, it's the ultimate like... Like, we're trying to use something to bait you, but we don't have the bait yet. 
Like, like yeah. this game is probably nothing but a bunch of pictures right now. Like people concepting. No, 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 no. absolutely, no, no, no. This game's coming in twenty twenty one. This thing is like. For oh yeah, you're, sure you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, this, I'm forgetting the studio that I'm dealing with. But the fact that they just showed this was, I feel. Um, my point is that I don't think they were at a state where they wanted to show at any visuals yet. But well, they, they wanted. Right. No, I'm not saying that they should. But someone out there wanted to hype the Sony PS5 exclusives by dropping this one logo. And they're like, yeah. give me, give me anything. What do you got? What do you got? You got a logo? Do you have like Kratos' new like tattoo? Anything, right? Like anything will do, right? And so, the thing is, is like they didn't need to because they already showed that, Horizon that, no, Forbidden West. They wanted to double down. They, they, they just wanted to double down. double down. They well, had, they had, they had amazing looking Demon Souls yeah. remake. They had Horizon, Horizon, uh, Forbidden West. They had Marvel's. Spider-Man, Miles yep. Morales. I'm looking at your mm-hmm. screen now. Gran Turismo Seven, Ratchet mm. and Clank, like Ratchet and Clank. Oh, like they're, they're, what did what did, what did Demon Xbox have? Souls. Uh, yeah. So the four, they, the they first had, had five in, games that we mentioned <laughs> are like console sellers. There are people yeah. out there will that will Easily. go out and buy Easily. the console just for these games. That's huge, huge. And Microsoft, uh, Microsoft has answers to these. Like you know, they have. Okay, they so have Halo Infinite. we're gonna look at have, we're gonna look at the Microsoft okay. one, right? So we yeah. have Halo Infinite, mm-hmm. Fable, which is pretty Fab- big. Fab- Fable is just pictures. Fable is just pictures. It doesn't even have release. It's date. true. It's just pictures. <laughs> it's essentially like what God of War did, but they paid an, a company to make a marketing uh, cinematic for them that yeah. was like mm, and, Fable. I, I want to preface this by saying like I don't blame anyone for not like spending all this lavish time making a trailer or a demo because Ken, you and I work for these yeah, companies. Yeah, no, we I know 100%. how much time no, it no, no, takes no. away from development to make yeah. a specific demo before yeah, look, it's, it's whenever ready. Whenever I see, whenever, if anyone's listening and you see a trailer, you should know that uh, for the developers, this is all like, like you cut a finger off to appease a god so that you could do your work. Like, yeah. like, Everyone that you, you every time a trailer comes out you, and you know the nicer and the more amazing it is, the more time has been sucked away from the original development. Yeah. Unless sometimes what they do is um in which uh with the with the fable trailer probably did is hired an agency to just make it the entire thing separately, which which yeah. for cinematically is completely fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. That's like a hey, little... to announce <laughs> to announce fable, like like sure, like mm. announce fable, but you know after all this time you. Like this game has this would have been fine for any other game except Fable because it's been rumored for the past four years. It's the worst kept secret. But then when you announce it and you have nothing to show for it, it comes off as a little like Listen, underwhelming. They still needed to check tick that check boxes for idiots like us when we make these comparisons. They're like, well, they got Fable, yeah. so so yeah. check. You get to they check. had to announce it. But then you know? the next game that I'm seeing here is like State of Decay, not nearly. Even if you like this game, this is not the level of God of War or any of the other t- titles. No, and I and I love State of Decay. Forza too, Motorsport is yes. looks looks pretty yes. good. You don't have the clout as Gran Turismo. It's it's essentially. I, I, would, I say, would say that Motorsport now it I is would say, um, is the go to and so over Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo has has. I'll acquiesce. I'll agree with you that they could at least yeah. be uh, equals in terms of the premier racing games for um, the next generation. Mm. Everwild. Everwild. We're getting to the we're getting into the indie game range. In which case, these are as much as Everwild, I love indie games. Everwild is not an indie game. Everwild is by Rare. Oh, okay. Never mind. What Everwild is is one of my most excited for games. On my, my point is Microsoft my point is, is these are not. Um, well-known 
slash console selling games. Unfortunately, ever wild, like hate it or not, yeah. sequels are probably the most hi- sequels are probably the most useful console exclusive games that um, a, a console can have. Yeah, now that right? I think about it, everything that I'm most excited for on PlayStation Five is is let's, in fact. Let's a go look. Let's go looking for it. God of War, Horizon, Gran Turismo, Marvel Spider Man, Ratchet and Clank, Demon Souls, which is a <laughs> like, remake. Like everything, everything hyped we've seen before, and it, it's not you know I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it's essentially they they've definitely won the game exclusives uh fight uh, for the consoles yeah right but uh the the game pass that that's where all the games come in that's a big that's a big free because these games uh like we were saying uh yes they're exclusive to sony but they're also going to cost you a hundred dollars each yeah here in here, here in canada, canada slash 70 dollars in the usd <laughs> yeah. yeah hearing here in Canada, specifically, Demon Souls, a remake of a game I've already played, <laughs> would set me back a hundred dollars. If this was a Microsoft title, and even if they were selling it for ninety dollars and charging a hundred dollars with tax here in Canada, um, I would I would get to play for free because of Game Pass. That's 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 actually that's crazy. huge. That's the, it's weird that 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 like is even more valuable in times of inflation. It's more valuable right? to Canadian. Like, yeah. Game Pass is way more valuable yeah. to Canadian. I bet you, also, if, if Game Pass goes to, like, places like Australia where the there's, like, an import tax on games, that's mm-hmm. crazy, right? Like, that would yeah, be such I wonder a big how deal. Yeah, I wonder how much they charge for if they, Game Pass if, if in, they can Amer- get in Australia. Pass, even if, like, they would... I, I can't imagine they're going to charge that much more, right? Like... <laughs> no, I like, we pay $17 here. Because... Like, $2 more. Because, remember, the that's way it. that... Uh, in Australia, the reason why games are so expensive is because there's a tax on every game that you buy there, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. with the Game Pass, you're you're buying access to a library, and I don't think that like Netflix is t- is it costs more per movie or something over there, right? So it seems like like it would be an incredible value in Australia. Like if I was in Australia, I think I would definitely get an Xbox, right? Um, yeah, and plus I they're mean, rolling cons- out consider that. Consider this. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, plus they're rolling out that um, that pay-as-you-go model, like worldwide, right? Like they're not just doing it in the states, right? Is is that? I know it's doing in the states, and I know it's doing Canada. I cannot confirm where I, else. I, I'll doing double it. check that, but that that'd be huge if it was doing it in other countries. Yeah, it still it still comes out to eight hundred dollars at the end of it, right? Yeah, but which is the which is the price of, which comes out to just a little more than the maybe it is exactly the price of the console and two years of Game Pass. But the thing is, for like with with cell phones in in countries that are much poorer, then um, almost all of them have a pay as you go system because there's there's just no way for them to be able to afford like a, an electronics device in certain countries um, mm-hmm. in in one salary, right? So mm-hmm. just like maybe we can't be looking at like this. The, the poorest areas because if you're poor why the hell do you need an xbox series x right but like maybe in in areas that are kind of on the brink then that's going to make it a lot more affordable right yeah or even if you just have like a lot of student debt or something like that yeah right? exactly it just makes it there's a lot more flexibility in how you can if you uh, know you're going to come into money like later you know as you work and you mm-hmm. build up a salary right this mm-hmm. gets you in a little yeah. easier not, not that gets I, you into the addiction. <laughs> yeah, not that I. I always have a problem with these plans because, like, sure, it's all nice and stuff, but yeah. I'm like, I'm a pretty debt averse yeah. person myself. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't like. I understand. I, like I understand your concern, yeah. but my thought on it is that 
like if it's providing options that's good and as long as yeah there's no weird incentives where you should be doing this like if they decided to give like an exclusive thing if you only like signed up for the long-term deal that would really annoy yeah. me that would yeah. really annoy me yeah <laughs> Yeah. And pe- 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 people know their own limits and their own finances yeah. so you know yeah. like i well, should hopefully. i shouldn't i shouldn't comment hopefully on that. hopefully yeah i mean it's fair it's i mean it's also fair because there's it's like uh it's like those uh cash in your check early money like scam things like yeah sure like everyone's getting everyone knows they're going into it but it's a bit of a preying on the weak uh kind of situation as well yeah. that can happen so i understand your concerns it's 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 a little on both sides right yeah. It's up to pe- it's up to people to make use of the offers that are to them, like really ultimately. Yeah. So uh, for the for the game side, like that's it's it's another one that's kept me undecided in terms of what I prefer cuz like you're right, I really want to play these games. Um also You're hyped for Miles Morales. I'm hyped for Miles <laughs> Morales. I'm hyped for like all those like even, especially like the Demon Souls remake because I missed a lot of the previous console generation so there's a lot of the remakes are a really big deal to me <laughs> to mm-hmm. me right um mm-hmm. but at the same time that game pass like like you don't even have to pay for it all the time you can just binge a few months where you play a shitload of games and then not have it like it's it's, yeah. it's very it's very flexible yeah so do you want to know what i did let me tell you what did you want to tell you what i did here's what i did I have Game Pass, right? I have two years of Game Pass. I'm definitely planning on continuing that once that expires. Yeah. Um, and I bought a PS5. Oh, that's right. So, you, uh, right, that's right. You've made your decision. I've and... already made my... Well, I had to make my decision because this thing... You know, there was a time before all this where people were saying like, uh, why would anyone buy a PS5? Uh-huh. There's no games for it at launch. Uh-huh. No one's gonna buy these things. It doesn't matter how many they make. Sells out in 30 minutes. Yeah, it's actually insane. Like, like uh, you're not the only person like, I, I've heard that says that they they got a PS5. So I just got t- an tell email me from Best Buy. Yeah. Okay. You, you know how I got the yeah, story? Yeah. How we got it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 simple. I had signed up six months ago or something for when when the sites when the sites went up on Best Buy to send us an e- email. Yeah. When, when the consoles were available. I signed up for it. They sent me the email. I clicked on the link. I bought the PS5. Literally no troubles at all. What's, and I, and I, what's interesting and I to so me is that <laughs> you had that, no <laughs> question in your head that you were going to buy that. Like well, it, sounds like Ken, you, it sounds like you Ken, saw the email. Your mouse moved directly over the link. Your credit card came out while the link was loading. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's exactly what is it because we've been talking about these consoles for the past like year and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was no surprises there, really. So I, well, my question is: Are you also going to get uh, an Xbox of some sort? Eventually, yeah. But the, so tell me why this PlayStation first? Like why? Why? One why? I had to, yeah. one because I had to make a choice, right? Yeah. And sure. the thing, the thing that was getting it, getting to me is that the majority of my games that I have currently right now mm-hmm. are on PS4. Mm-hmm. Like it, the ratio is about one to five, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I got my Xbox last, and I only started getting like the newer titles that I wanted to run in 4K on my series, um, on my on my One X. See, I'm already making the mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so the majority of my catalog and my backlog is on my PS4. I got the PS5 specifically because it is backwards compatible with those. Mm-hmm. Any game that I that I slide into it, it's going to run it better. Do you not have a PS4? Run it at the re- resolution. I have a PS4. Yeah. 
Okay. I don't have a PS4 Pro. I see, I see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot of these games don't run at 4K. And I have The Last of Us Part 2, right? Mm -hmm. I get a PS5, it's going to run at high resolution. <laughs> it's going to run at like a better frame rate. Right. Like It's going to upgrade the majority of my library immediately. And yeah, I but, still have but, so many of those games to play. But why upgrade your PS, your, your Sony li uh, library and not your Xbox library to 4K? Like I said, like I said. It's the majority of them, right? Oh, I and my see. Yeah. And my Xbox One okay, X okay. already does 4K. That's a great point. Here, this is what I wanted to mention earlier was mm -hmm. there is a momentum coming in from the previous generation that is unspoken of that I think. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. fact that the previous generation, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that everyone has decided or realized now that Sony came out ma the majority on top in terms of yeah. people's overall satisfaction and probably sales i'm pretty sure as well right um, yeah no question about it the yeah. numbers the numbers are out yeah. there and that's largely in part to the stumbling that mm -hmm. xbox did initially mm -hmm. i think yeah. xbox has very much justified its ecosystem mm -hmm. justified its console and its power with the uh with the one x mm -hmm. i think it is absolutely a very good contender with very good services and definitely a better attitude towards its customers mm -hmm. than sony currently yeah but not that sony but, is slacking but the I point is that the the previous generate consoles generation uh was so successful and also it won a lot of confidence i don't know if you feel it but i feel it in terms of like well okay the last generation had some some of the most uh amazing games in the last few years come out mm -hmm. as exclusives for this for this console right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. And the fact that they're announcing these big, strong titles um, exclusively for the next generation, like it just it makes me it makes me so confident that uh, these games are going to be good, right? Like, because they're I don't know why, but it's just there's this weird momentum coming into this gen next generation where on paper both of these consoles that I was describing in my head is pretty even, but I'm already leaning towards PlayStation as well, right? I didn't mm -hmm. even have the previous generation, guys. I didn't. I don't have yeah. either console. <laughs> Right, but it affected me because I saw the battlefield. <laughs> but I do think um, what you, you were also saying kept is you also kept the desire. There was nothing on Xbox that you couldn't can without buying a console yeah, that you couldn't true. play on on PC. It's very true. It's very true. Um, Except for like some of the yeah. earlier stuff, like Halo Five and uh, Forza yeah. Horizon Two. But this gener uh, this this generation does bring up a lot more interest in me than the previous generation, like mm -hmm. the the One X versus the PS Four. Especially if you didn't, if you didn't look at it early on, like by the by the middle of that co console's life, it was pretty clear who was ahead. And then, but from this one, I do think that Sony's going to come out um, a bit in front right off the gate. This is just anecdotally from the people that I've heard. A lot of people have set, talked about pre-ordering a PS Five. Not less people have talked about that with um, with an Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, so it feels, but I de but I do feel that the PC gap might be a big might be a big difference like if there's a bunch of games that i can get with an xbox that i can play on my pc like that that's a synergy that sony is unfortunately just like not with right now yeah okay. and that's the thing right like with the smart delivery stuff you buy one game or you just have game pass you can play it on your pc you can play it on your xbox and, and again you and you and i can we're in unique positions where we have extremely good pcs right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My PC can't do 4K, but it doesn't really matter because I only play them on a 2K monitor. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
I don't really need all that extra power. And when I do want that extra power, that's that's where my PS5 comes in. I'm still planning to play most of my consoles, most of my new games on my PS5 or on my Xbox because of the TV, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just more comfortable to play it that way, and, and I don't mind paying for that. But everything that comes on Game Pass or stuff that's like only only on Steam that like I don't need a high resolution stuff like Crusader Kings 3, Civilization, those mm-hmm. PC centric games, like I don't need the extra power that I'm still going to buy anyway because I'm a sucker. I still want that 3070. <laughs> so but but you know we 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 just get involved in like all these ecosystems, but some people most people I would even say are making this choice between yeah. Are are they going to play their games on PC? Or are they going to play on Xbox? Are they going to play on PS Five? Yeah. Right. It feels like if you were if you were just a, a surface level customer and you looked at the the specs and you saw they were pretty similar, um, and then you saw the games though, it's it's hard to say that like it's hard to choose on a surface level the Xbox yeah. over the PlayStation. So yeah, but we're gonna have to see how, when the games come out. Like if the if the PS Five exclusives are like as groundbreaking as the ps4 exclusives were it's gonna be very very Mm -hmm. very tough right on the Mm -hmm. other hand if the library games that have come out from um the games that microsoft uh the studios that microsoft has recently acquired uh or eat or ea with the ultimate pass for example like comes out with some amazing games like squadrons an amazing hit for example and that's on game pass that's gonna really change the incentive structure as well right yeah i i wonder if I think EA Play only lets you try a 10-hour demo of their recent release titles, and then they eventually become free-to-play with, with the EA Play subscription. Mm, interesting, interesting. So maybe by November 10th, you know, Squadrons is, like, the big announcement. Like, maybe. when EA Play hits on November 10th on Game Pass, Squadrons is, like, the leading hit. Like, hey, you can play this game now that'd, on Game Pass. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Really yeah. interesting. <clears throat> it's, also, it's also not a full-price game either. It's only... 54 canadian dollars i don't know really? how much it is yeah wow that's gonna be so yeah. good i was ready to pay stupid ea prices for that game i hate You're that ready to play i hate that, that play e- our canadian 80 bucks <laughs> i hate that ea has the stranglehold over star wars i wish more studios had it just so that i could have different price ranges <laughs> okay. but but the well now you do good. now you do yeah, now i do you now got I exactly do. what you wanted from ea yeah <laughs> a 55 dollar star wars game so, that just happens to be the kind that you always wanted. So maybe EA, maybe not so bad. Can <laughs> uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. There's they're too big of a company to consider them as one entity now. I feel every every yeah. game they're more like a like a um an, a, an amoeba that's like all sentient that <laughs> attached itself to multiple organisms. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Here in the corner, you have the NFL tentacle. Yeah, Here in exactly. the other corner, we have the EA tentacle. Yeah, the need for the tentacle. <laughs> Cuts tentacles off as it doesn't need it. <laughs> God, um, I can't wait to see what Criterion does with the Need for Speed license now that they're making a game for it. That'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Need for Speed would need a, a significant revitalization, to, I think, to be able to compete in today's yeah. market. It has. It's it's been in this position before, and you know when they brought Criterion and they made some of the best Need for Speed games of the PS3 360 generation. Yeah, I liked it when they because they played into like that that nighttime street racing kind of feel to it, which I liked a lot. Mm. No, they lent more. You you might be thinking about the PS2. Era. No, yeah, that, that's what I am thinking about the PS2 era. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, PS3 yeah, was about, when you're talking about the PS3 era with was Aaron when Paul, right? Is that the... Ge- no, <laughs> that was just a movie. That was the- uh, 
PS3 and 360, uh, we're switching off between uh, Black Box, uh, which we know a few people that work there, actually, um, and Criterion. And Criterion made uh, the Hot Hot Pursuit reboot. Oh, and, okay. Which was very uh, weirdly similar to Burnout 3. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted reboot, which was weirdly a lot like Burnout Paradise. I wonder why. <laughs> Like, Need for Speed Most Wanted was amazing because it was basically Burnout Paradise 2. <laughs> that that makes sense. Or, like, it's yeah. not surprising that those games all started to melt together, but I also think that was why that whole genre collapsed. is because all those games started to do very, very similar things, and I don't know. It seemed to yeah. die away. I think now we're in an interesting spot where there's very little racing games. And you, on one hand, you have the games like Assetto Corsa and uh, F1 and Dirt rally which are very focused on simulating different aspects of racing then you have the sort of the middle tier where you have project cars forza gran turismo which are simish and like you can put it on simulator setting but it also makes it friendly for people and then i think you have this unexplored area where you're starting to see more like indie games and uh different studios where like need for speed probably should go down to you know because mm-hmm. it used to be in that it's trying to be in that tier with gran turismo and forza and it's just not as That's interesting tier. As, as those games. I'm just going to say. It's not it's, a boring tier. You take that back. Tier. I love Forza. It's a boring tier. <laughs> yeah. You get I, out. I, I, do, I like anyways, hitting my apexes. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's let's sum up for the console generation. So it sounds like we're both on the same page. While we're both impressed by Xbox's foot, like front foot in this generation, I think it, it seems like right now Sony probably has a bit of an edge on the perception We'll see yeah. how things play out, though. But they all sold out immediately. Yeah, like so, that's the takeaway yeah. from this is like there is a desire for these consoles, no matter who is making yeah. them. But but the point was that um, the momentum coming in from the previous generation is probably a bit of what we're seeing. We'll see yeah. how well the console actually performs, but on its own merit, probably probably I'm in the mi- in, in, in the middle of its lifetime, we'll probably be able to see. So yeah. a few years from now, yeah. I'm very, I'm very interested in seeing like if when 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 do we first see the title, the third party title where it can only do 2K on PS5, but it can do 4K on Series X. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll tell you what doesn't need to perform <laughs> on 4K or 2K and need a very high powerful console for that. Thank God, Spelunky Two. <laughs> Spelunky <laughs> Two, bro. So um, yeah, I wanted to talk about this game because I'm a huge fan. Also, uh, we were saying how uh, Squadrons is fifty dollars. This is another game that I was like pleasantly surprised to find out it's it's twenty dollars Canadian. So twenty six Canadian. Twenty six. It's it's on sale right now. So I just bought it. It's oh, like twenty dollars oh. Canadian right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you buy it? Steam. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very nice. So, um, but that makes it probably fifteen dollars or something um, American. That's so cheap for this game, <laughs> dude. This game that is it. It is. It has so much depth yeah. and so much length and so many secrets. So, um, I played the crap out of Spelunky one, and for so our, why don't you summarize what Spelunky is? Yeah. So for our audience, Spelunky is a two D rogue light pat platformer, and which you go through. A series of worlds, uh, like you know, kind of progressing from a cave world to an ice world, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, until you beat the game. Um, it's a one life game, so if you die, you have to restart your run completely from scratch. And the levels are procedurally generated, so every time you go into a new area, it's a bit different. Um, although there are usually similar features that are inherent to the worlds that you were in. 
um, such as like the monsters that you see in the ice world are probably ice monsters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, what makes this game very different, I would say, is that it was one of the earliest games to take on that Dark Souls mentality for for uh, like indie games. Not not to say that you know those games didn't exist before, like you know Super Meat Boy and games like that were probably the the pioneers for indie super hard games. But what's what's fun about the Splunky is that like it's weird you die so much like everything hits you for your health and there's like usually at least like three or four things that instant kill you uh in a level with and they get more and more uh numerous as you go up through the game so there's a lot of insta kill deaths but like it always felt fair at least to me like whenever i died there's a brief moment where like some crazy shit happens and you get blown off and you get thrown to spikes and then you rewind it for a second you're like oh i probably should have done that one thing that caused this like horrible like string of events so that was i think that's what made it for me what about you uh i think the also important thing is like it's a funny game you know it's pretty funny it's it's funny like when you when you die because of an accident like say oh i'm gonna bomb this corner over here and then you don't realize you're too close and then the bomb like explodes you and then that activates a spike and then shoots you <laughs> yeah or or even or even like you're just innocently bombing a side of the corner and you realize it's too close to the shop and then yes. you have an angry man yes. chasing you yes. it, it is it is it is hilarious <laughs> it is a funny game even when you die and eventually when you get when you get good and you are adventured to like the deeper parts mm-hmm. it feels very rewarding because you've managed to overcome that challenge mm-hmm. And yet something still blindsides you and kills you yeah. so easily. And you just have to have that sort of attitude where, where like you just have to accept that it's going to happen. And it's probably going to be funny <laughs> when it happens because you are way too good to get killed by something simply. Well, something you, ridiculous is going to happen that's going to end up in you dying. You play every game <laughs> that's like this game, um, especially like, like let, let's say a game like Cave Story, which is a similar like looking platformer, right? The game mechanics are mm-hmm. similar, but there's a shooting mechanic to it. Like, mm-hmm. at a certain level, you feel so powerful. You're like, yo, I'm like a god or something like that, right? Like, you've got more health. You you know, it's a bit of an RPG. This game, there's no, there's RPG elements, but you never... Um, the elements that auto-kill you in one hit never go away. Like, it, if it kills you in one hit the first level, it'll probably kill you in one hit in the last level unless you have a ridiculous amount of, like, health or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's interesting to me is that um, it keeps you... First, you're always on your toes for um, instant deaths, which feel terrible. And then there's another <laughs> mechanic in the game of the ghost, which um, <clears throat> the ghost is like the monster, this monster that comes uh, when you spend too much time on a particular level. And if three it, minutes, three minutes and it chases you through the level and essentially is invincible. So you either die from it or you run away from it enough to leave the level. Right. But mm-hmm. Spelunky, like we mentioned is a game that requires a lot of uh, strategic carefulness right you need to watch where you're going you need to kind of like look at the layout of the traps in the level and the spikes etc cetera, etc cetera, and figure out how you're going to maneuver yourself throughout the level but this timer keeps you pressed so it feels like not only does it give you that feeling of um playing in mario where you have to beat the level but because there's so many things where you should there's so many things that you quote unquote should do in the game to make sure that you're safe like you should always look down before you jump off a cliff or you should always you know whip uh this vase far enough away in case there's a spider in it because if you whip the the vase and there's a spider in it you get hit right away right like yeah (laughs) there's all these things that 
ask you to slow down while at the same time you're trying to rush as fast as possible <laughs> as, as fast as possible the, the entire time because um, you're usually trying to get enough gold to make it through the later on levels or get enough resources to build yourself up um mm -hmm. so it makes this like weird interplay where i i always typically don't quite like the timers because i like to take my time but mm -hmm. i have to admit that the fact that they have one in this in this uh in the game makes you makes the game feel like it's forcing you to get better because like you yeah. can't if you've had this game and you could play like i don't know like you could play for 10 minutes on a level it's really easy you could take a lot of time it could be very easy um but because this the music turns melancholy when you're you're on low time and it says the ghost is coming and you freak out and by the way in this a game a terrible chill runs down your spine exactly and this in this game they've realized that it was the ghost in the previous game was too easy to run away from so now after like a, a minute or so of you running away or less it splits into two ghosts that, that oh no i didn't know that <laughs> it behave, they, and they behave kind of like the um, the pac-man ghosts and that they have different ai to move around so one's kind of like a trapper and one's like that goes directly at you it's nice it's, <laughs> it's even nice. worse yeah i think that also an important part about that is that it also re re reinforces this frenetic pace of the game right mm -hmm. you're always on the verge of like just messing up or mm -hmm. in, even in Splunk 2 they change it so that you hold the button to walk and you run by default <laughs> you can switch further that, like yeah. you can switch it yeah, yeah. Uh, but by default, it just shows like how much they just want you to just. I think they realize that if you run right away, you're just you. There's so many things where you just run. Like the game will spawn you down a small little corridor, and if you run straight and too fast, you're gonna realize that there's a trap arrow trap yeah. that shoots at you <laughs> in this inescapable corridor, right? Like, all, and and in that exact scenario, like you could have gone slower and seen it and dodged it in time. But then the thing is, you're right. Like it just, it just, it finds a fun way to punish people who are moving too fast while also incentivizing them to try to move as fast as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so and, and the thing that makes it all come together and seem fair is that the the game has the rules of the world, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and every single object in the game operates according to those rules. Yes, yes, so true, so true. Like so, you can trigger spike trap. You can trigger the uh, the arrow traps, mm -hmm. and every other enemy can trigger those arrow traps. Mm -hmm. You can carry objects and throw them into those traps because that's part of the rules. Mm -hmm. You can, <clears throat> uh, stuff like how fire behaves and how fire can yeah. set things on fire. Yeah, every single enemy behaves those those rules. What's anything that can affect you can affect anything else. What I like about this game and to uh, go on with your point is that there's a lot of these simple systems that the game presents. Like um, the one mechanic we're watching right now is uh, there's a, a damsel or a animal that you can rescue every level. And if you bring mm -hmm. it to the exit uh, at the very end of the level, you get an extra health item, right? Like an extra mm -hmm. health at the end of the level. So that simple mechanic of like wanting you to bring this cat uh, who is uh, who runs around and is fragile? You can kill the cat uh, through the level, but at the same time, you're also trying to find the key to to like uh, unlock a secret level later on. You're trying to look for treasure. You're trying to maybe interact with a sacrificial shrine where you can get items, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All these all these kind of basic mechanics where the rules are quite simple, but also like um, very fair. It's not like a there's no there's no RNG to these elements. It's like if you you mm -hmm. know you bring the the princess to the end you're gonna get health right but yep. they have to they all interact in a random way right and plus everything is under 
pinned by the fact that this is a procedurally get generated game so everything is uh, a little bit different every time you play mm -hmm. i think is what is really interesting about the game is that it provides it's like providing all these simple equations but because it throws it at you all at once and in random order it makes for like a new experience every time even though you're familiar and with the same mechanics every time yeah and more importantly it has very fun decisions for you to make mm -hmm. every single time right mm -hmm. like the choice between the key and the cat right mm -hmm. you see the you see the key and you've been carrying this cat through the entire <laughs> yeah. level in the hope of you of you getting health at the end yeah uh, and then you're like, oh, crap, the key is here. I know I can get this treasure if I get this key, but this cat's going to run around. Yeah. And then you have to like think, like, okay, where can I put this yes. cat so I can come back for it? <laughs> then you go, like, okay, I'm going to stick this cat in this web. Yes. And then you stick the cat in the web, but then an arrow trap shoots at the cat, and then the cat <laughs> dies when you come back to it because it was stuck in the web. You know, it, it's all these fun little interactions. It's a constantly surprising game, even though it's just layered on these rules that on the surface just appear so so logically simple you know yeah and i i wanted to like look at this game because it, it seems like the great a great like uh, uh experiment to observe in terms of how to make a very good like roguelike game because there was something about this game that like i would die maybe like in a big run like i'd gotten near the end and i'm stoked and i die on a spike or some crap like that right like mm -hmm. you get so pissed off but then I, there are several times where I alt afford the game and then immediately opened up the game again <laughs> to like to like start playing the next run. Like it's very very addictive and um, also you can play for like ten minutes and then be satisfied because you'll yeah. probably die ten times <laughs> in that ten minutes. But then it's very easy to pick up. It's kind of this, this is I had the same feeling with Hearthstone too. Like it's it's very easy to play a very small amount of time get a bit get the enjoyment out of it and then step away if you wanted to right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. this this was my go-to game when i had five ten minutes to kill or like i was waiting for someone or something like that like i, I that's why I, I found myself playing this game a lot it was because like if i think about playing a game like the witcher like it feels like i need to plan a date to play mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. the witcher right like there's a lot of stuff yeah. you have to prepare for this game is always in and out and I think it goes back to what we were saying, like the mechanics are the same. It's the same mechanics. You're picking stuff up. You're pressing your A button to like throw or use your weapon and you're jumping, right? Like that's all you're doing. And somehow it, they've like crafted it into a way that like even though you're doing the same thing, it feels different and it feels like rewarding each time. Really, really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, And I guess that comes to, you know, <laughs> Spelunky 2. Yes. It's it's a better version of that. Yeah, so it's a better, harder version of that. What's what's uh? I think probably the reason that the price tag is relatively low is that the game fundamentally does does not look very different. In fact, it if you didn't know Splunky One, you would probably look at this game and say it's the exact same game. Like they probably yeah right. There are and subtle then you, differences. Then you, you know you know you notice it in like the lighting is better. Mm -hmm. The the way light reflects off the environment. Yes. they've made uh, subtle changes to the um, art itself. And then mm -hmm. the fact that it's like, um, like yeah, more legible, I would say even. Yeah. But the most of the mechanics are are very subtle, or or in a lot of cases, very nice additions to, or um, to the gameplay, and also like very natural evolutions. Um, we just saw this on our screen, but there are now these sub rooms that you can enter in, uh, which add mm -hmm. an extra dimension to every level, right? Mm -hmm. um and as a precursor i haven't spoiled myself and beaten this entire game but i've watched um pretty much like a bunch of run-throughs of the first and second world um and there's a bunch of 
like like I was saying, all those mechanics we were talking about, the simple mechanics, they just added more of them. Um, for example, these turkeys that you can find in World One, uh, you mm. can now uh, save them and bring them to a turkey uh, vendor, who will give you access to some treasure if you do. Also, or you can just ride them around. You can ride them around like chocobos, right? Or and ch- you can blow them up and then they drop meat. That if Excuse you me? if you if you hit what? the turkey with a fire source, it turns them into turkey meat, and that gives you one health. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like with bombs. With bombs, or with uh, there's uh, fire items now, or there's things that in- can interact with fire, like a torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I found I found a fire yeah. item as well. Um, yeah. so that's that's new. Also, there are more types of packs, like the like the jetpack. So you know you used to get the jetpack and you can fly you around. It still exists. But now there are different power packs. One's like a power pack that makes your um, it essentially gives you Super Saiyan mode, in that like your whip, <laughs> your whip now sets oh, things okay. on fire. Your bombs are extra big, so they're big bombs and they blow up more range and stuff like that. And, yeah. And probably a few more things that I haven't quite figured out. Um, but there's a bunch of those different types of packs now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, a few. It's just it's it's more stuff. It feels it's it's essentially like if the, if this was Tetris, they added more shapes of blocks, right? But at, at the core, it's still Tetris, which I I really love because I I was thinking about this sequel um, and what I wanted was and, that, and first of all, I wanted more mechanics like we were just talking about, and then I wanted multiplayer, which is what they added is they have now online multiplayer, which is weird, but they didn't yeah. have it before, and it was no, a big you had to share a screen. You had to yeah. share a screen, which. It, it was so hard. This game is not meant for shared screen four player. Like everyone running around in the most dangerous of like trap ridden areas. And you can't even see where you're going. It's, I love it. It was I love so it. In, Hon- it was honestly, more... <laughs> honestly playing, playing Spelunky uh, on, on the same screen as friends is some of my most favorite <laughs> moments. It definitely, in, it definitely has Spelunky. some like fun um, chaotic moments, but if you were trying to play the game, it's very, very difficult. There was one run that I was doing in Spelunky 2 and we got to to like the second world like pretty far and like it was the first time we got to the second world <laughs> uh but my but my friend was dead and then they they figured like oh wow did you know that you could like freeze people with the with the ghost now I'm like oh yeah that's pretty interesting and then they froze me in the middle of the air my character fell and died <laughs> yep. and I was like what happened no. I just jumped and it was like don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the screen. Don't look at the replay. <laughs> no, man. In in multiplayer Spelunky, the it is so much harder than single player Spelunky. Your friends are so yeah. dangerous. Like Fear if anyone gets a shotgun, sure. you're you're effed. No one should pick up a shotgun because no one can has the restraint not to fire that bullet that goes all the way across the screen and hits your buddy. And <laughs> like, it, yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to kill your own friends with the shotgun. <laughs> Um, down in front, down in front, down in front. Why didn't you get down in front? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I I love this game. I I am really excited to play it. I pretty much am giving myself um, a bit of time to not play it while I get some work done because I know I'm gonna like become a yeah. gremlin and just freaking like binge on this for hours on end. I'm a little worried about that too, but but I'm, at least this is like one of the best games I can do that with. Yeah, I. I'm worried about a, another part of it, which is I like this game a lot. Yeah. I don't know how much I'm going to play it. I would love to be able to play Spelunky until I was a master at it and got through all the levels and like found all the secrets. But I didn't do that with Spelunky 1 because there's just so many games coming out. And like as enjoyable as it is, it's it's like 
man. I don't know. I feel like I've done... playing a roguelike, and you know, and you know, you're not guaranteed. You're guaranteed. You're guaranteed to have a fun time with Spelunky. Yeah, yeah. You're not guaranteed to make progress in Spelunky. It's true, and 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 the it's like it's it's very artsy, art, artsy in that like going. It's just it's like a representation of the universe, you know. Your run is <laughs> ephemeral; it only exists in the short time that you get to play with. Yeah, but I, I, for me, it's weird. I like games now that, um, and 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 the focus is, is no longer kind of this on games, but I like games where I can I like the mechanics a lot, and I can play the mechanics over and over again, rather than playing a lot of new games that bring in new mechanics but um maybe i don't like them as much but they bring in other mm-hmm. things that they're trying to kind of make special like maybe this maybe like the story or, or like or like a different mechanic or something like that whereas mm-hmm. like there's something uh there's a very soft spot in my heart for games like tetris where it's just like this is a game right this is about the gameplay mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. gameplay is mm-hmm. solid like they've mm-hmm. remade tetris a million times and the gameplay is exactly the same normally right yeah um so there's something about that kind of game, and I feel like this is like a a more advanced version of Tetris, where I can go back to. I'll probably play other games, you know, but this is kind of like Bay, you know, this game I always come back to. I I even yeah. I even I you know I would still be playing it if I hadn't already beaten the original like 25 times or something like that, <laughs> and I got you beat Yama. I beat Yama. I went to hell. I, I like I went the extra mile, and you, you know you can beat Yama, but then you can also go to hell and beat like. Wait, is that Yama, the guy? Yeah, yeah, hell? yeah. Yama's, okay, the, yeah, yeah, Yama's yeah, yeah. the one after hell. Yeah, yeah, Olmec so, is the one that you beat normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you go through that whole thing. So, that and that was always my main goal from the run after that. Like, I actually... No, actually, I did a few runs where I specifically tried to go to the alien world because that's not normally... Mm-hmm. not a requirement to, get to fight Yama, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, like, the worm stomach. The worm world. Dude, that, those two worlds are the hardest worlds. They, sh- they should be in, like, the Yama run, I think. I wanted them to be a part of the run, so it forced me to do them. But you know you yeah. don't do them, um, so I'm excited f- for this one because um, the worlds aren't um, guaranteed in order. So apparently, from each after each level, there's two different types of worlds you can go into, depending yeah. like on random. Yeah, I I only know from from getting to the second world. I saw there's two exits. Oh, okay. So I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, you, you get the choice between them. That that, that, that uh, makes sense. I'm not sure if that's a shame for every world, but if but if it is, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of choice. That's a lot of content in this game. Yeah. It's yeah. Like that's the other exciting thing about this game is like just like when a Dark Souls game launches, you don't know what is in this game completely, yes. you know? Yes. There there is stuff with like eggplants that people only found out like so long <laughs> after Spelunky One came out. What's what's gonna be fun is that like um the movement feels exactly the same and so like you're it's like playing a game that you're already an expert on, but like they've it's like if they kept Dark Souls exactly the same, released Dark Souls Folge, but it's just new enemies and new levels. Like yeah. that that I there's a thing that I like about that too. Like I don't need to have yeah. new stuff all the time. I like to have like things that I know that I that I've perfected over years and years of Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like um, th- if like the Mario sixty four remake, right? A lot of people like that game just because of the the movement, right? Sure, if those people are wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> that's another subject. Well, that's a, we'll leave it for another day. That seems like a big one. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing that. Oh, have you? Yeah. Which which game of the Mario? Stupid, game? stupidly, when I should be playing like new games, but I've been playing. 
I don't think it's stupid. No, I don't think it's stupid. It's like well, it's, it's like because I played the these greats. games. It, it, I played these games before. I should be playing more stuff on Game Pass or these other games that, uh, that I, that, you know, overrated. like all these newer stuff. <laughs> I, I think know. I think it's fine to play games that are old that you love. I I think it's like it's like when do you love a song more? The first time you heard it. Or like, or when it comes on the radio, just when you yeah, need like it when to. you've already you ready for the song and you already love it, and it comes on, right? Like, like that, I think that's the kind of feel for it to me. Like, I, yeah. there are games that I love, but there are games that I love playing like over and over and over again. <laughs> there, there is, there is sometimes when like you know, the middle by Jimmy Eats World, it's an okay song, <laughs> but if I'm having a really yes, tough time, yes. and then it just pops into my head and I listen yes. to it, and I'm like. I'm in the middle of the ride. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Thank you so much for this. It becomes God tier <laughs> at certain points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> and that's what I like about, um, and that's what and... I think is like, I, I, I have now decided to like build a catalog of games where I can just return to. And eventually I'll have, to, I'll never have to play a new game. I can just keep jumping to games that I've played before that I love. And I'll just be infinitely happy rather than the current generation of people looking for new games that constantly disappoint them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've been playing a lot of new games this year that I really, really like. I, I, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm making a bit of an exaggeration. Um, yeah. New games, new games are great, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you work on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's always nice to see a classic, especially, like, this, this kind of remake doesn't happen, like, super often, where it's, like, a... It's, Mario, you mean? No, no, I mean, I meant Spelunky too, in which they have a, an amazing game, came out previously, right? Like a, like a very critically good game, and then they decide to release a sequel that's just, just like more of the same. I guess, and, I guess Mario is a good better. example because like Galaxy yeah. and Galaxy Two is like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, never played Galaxy Two. I don't even know if it really exists because it's not on my collection. <laughs> I know you're not the only one that was really upset that Galaxy Two isn't there. So well, no, many people were like, "I only wanted to play Galaxy Two. That's the only well, one." Well, because here's the thing: I only played <laughs> the ones in, in the game. I have played 64. I've played Sunshine. I've played Galaxy. The only one I haven't played is Galaxy Two, and it's not in there. What? I heard, Why? I heard it's great too. I heard it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say it might be the best Mario game. Some people like it more than Odyssey, which sounds crazy to me. I don't know. I haven't played it. From what I understand. It is that Odyssey is showing you like the full spectrum of the rainbow, and then uh, uh, Galaxy Two. Oh, sorry, no, no, Galaxy is like the uh, concentration of each color. Like they they take the things that they were good, and then they give you a lot of the good stuff. That's what I mm-hmm. understand in terms of like mechanics and puzzles and stuff like that. Anyways, that's it for me. I love Spelunky 2. I'm going to go crazy on this. There's, this isn't even a review. It's just me like praising it all the time. game's the exact yeah. same as Spelunky 1. I don't think 1, you so. can. <laughs> How can you review this game? You know, Is that even a possibility? I, I mean, I I definitely think that, like, when we, especially when we talk about games, if they're quote-unquote good or not, that doesn't mean that everyone's going to like them. I just think that if you do like them, this is like a great game, right? If you yeah. like roguelikes, or- you like platformers, it's a great game. If you don't like I'll tell those you, things, I don't like. I'll tell you, I don't like roguelikes. I don't. Really? I straight up do not. I play a lot of them, and there's very few I like. Mm-hmm. I like Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Dead Cells enough to do all the things in it. I would. I like Spelunk. I like Spelunky. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I definitely played it more than than, than Dead Cells just because it's just pure I fun agree. just to play with other people. I agree. Um, but I traditionally don't like roguelikes, yeah. and I have such a fun spot for Spelunky <laughs> just because it is just mechanically so funny and so yeah. consistently it's it's a it's a happy it's a it's that ah, it's kind of it's like, a happiness factory it's kind you of know? like what's happening with among us and um uh fall guys eh? like it, i think a big reason for their success is uh is actually the aesthetic is is great for the mood like there are games mm. that are like among us like werewolf type games and uh fall guys was out for a, a while right um mm-hmm but I think that there's like a timing period where people like expect an aesthetic uh, or, or want an aesthetic for a certain type of game. And like BRs, there was no BR that was taking itself like like for fun. You know, every every BR is like, yo, we are the badasses. Let's go kick some butt. And then you have Fall Guys coming along with a bunch of like like uh, banana outfit monkeys. right? <laughs> or then you have Among <laughs> Us where it's like, like who killed this dude right like all the werewolf things were, were all pretty serious too well not not really serious werewolf is an inherently fun funny game um but i think the aesthetic really helped yeah. among us because it made it so accessible to everybody like you know people who didn't know the game you could look at that game and think it's cute like a car- few cute cartoon yeah. i think it's the same yeah. thing with this game i wonder i wonder if that's exactly the aesthetic that destruction all stars is going for mm-hmm, mm-hmm, do you remember yeah, that remember. sony game that no one remember. is really talking about because they're not marketing it at all and i don't know I why think, because it looks amazing i think that the aesthetic was incorrect because the aesthetic was like it was kind of like fortnite but it took itself a bit more seriously you know what i mean like too seriously. i don't see how that took itself anywhere seriously there was a woman in like a dead mouse hat that was doing no, no, no. like here's the difference here's the difference a kickflip off a car that's wild <laughs> correct but uh they were also trying to be cool at the same time oh you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah like like the fortnite it dance was, you know the one that they were sweaty cute like, not the, naturally cute think of the silliest fortnite dance in your head you know this yeah. one, like, whatever the hell it is right it's so stupid yeah. right like it's 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 very very silly right like i think that was i think that's the thing like it's if you're trying to take yourself seriously, it's well, it's not that it's bad, but there was just so many other games doing the exact same thing. So I think that people just got yeah. sick of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wish they marketed that thing more because I just. Mm, it seems mm, like destruction it's an derby, interesting destruction concept. derby twisted metal where you can get out of the cars. Ah, it's, that sounds like right my jam. It's like the. It's also a hundred dollars. Oh, that's probably what did it, dude. That's like game's a hundred dollars. There's no way I'm paying for that a hundred dollars. Here in Canada. Oh at least. my god! Yeah. No way! Oh, it's a hundred dollars. I thought it would be. I thought it would be a free to play game. That it should be a free to play game. Oh, that's that's terrible. I didn't realize they charged a hundred dollars for that game. No wonder it, it failed. They charge. They're charging ninety here in Canada, and with tax, it's a hundred. Uh, that's that was a terrible. It's the idea. same price as Demon Souls. That's so silly. You you you're you're saying that you're as good as Demon Souls? That's a big ask. A Demon Souls, a remake of a game from 2006. That looks amazing. Well, also, no, the Demon mind, Souls is a but... bit high price, but still, like you're saying, you're you're as good as whatever other game that's going to come out as a hundred dollars. God of War. Yeah, two. right. I, I I doubt it. Like, no, that game looks fun and amazing. I would love to play it, but like, it's not going to be one of the games I buy right away. I'm not even buying Demon Souls right away. <laughs> Do you know why? Do you know why I'm not? Because I have Cyberpunk 2077, right. which I already paid $55 for it to pre-order back in 2018. <laughs> $55. That's all I played. That's all I paid for it. There's a lot of good games. Why would I buy? <laughs> why would I buy? Why would I spend $100 buying a game that is going to be not as good as Cyberpunk? It's true. 
I I I don't know how good Cyberpunk's gonna be. I'm just gonna put That's it out true. there. That's true. I don't I don't I don't know either. I should I should I'm, I should say that. I'm starting to worry. This is some Star Citizen shit that's going on with with Cyberpunk, but <laughs> it, it it has a release date, so I don't. It has I don't pedigree. Like it also has pedigree, it. right? It's not it's not a team that was put together specifically for a project with people that leave in and out of it as if it was a turnstile. <laughs> um, you know, it's yeah. They have a track record. Yeah, I, every I, single game, every out. single game, their project read. At least it'll, it'll come, come out, out right? It'll, it'll at least come like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. That's all I have for Spelunky Two. Uh, you anything else? Do you want to talk about Hades briefly? A game that we've never played, but everyone's been talking about. Sure, we can talk about Hades, dude. Hades looks great. Hades another looks great. another and roguelike. Hades, another another roguelike, and I told you before, I don't like roguelikes and i don't know why well, i'm so well, attracted why, to give this one first, a shot let's break that in. why do you not what do you think you not like a roguelike it's the time commitment thing right it's because i'm not guaranteed progress right well, when i have so here, many other here, games that i know what i think the thing is that you're not perceiving the progress correctly the progress isn't your items the progress is you you mm-hmm. are now the being that is good at the game. That's what I loved about. Spelunky. I am the progressor, <laughs> and that's also I'm the progressive. So you also mentioned Dead Cells, right? That's why I liked this game. That's why I disliked Dead Cells because Dead Cells felt like an item RNG progression, where I was just kind of grinding for the good set of items, right? Mm, mm, Whereas in mm. this game, um, the bombs you have at the beginning are pretty much the bombs you have at the end. You can make them sticky, and that's pretty much it, right? Like, it's, there's no difference here. Ken, right? you are now a motivational speaker, and you're going to sell this phrase <laughs> on T-shirts. Um, but, but I understand. But you were saying, what do you think of Hades, despite the fact that you're not interested in roguelikes in general? They say it progresses, you know? Mm-hmm. The story progresses every time. The characters yes, remember yeah. each run that you yeah. do. The story is uh, uh, so weaved around the idea of, of essentially responding. You're restarting. Yeah. Yeah, and and people say it is so flexible and so responsive to your actions. The um, gameplay even feels the first, sharp. Mm-hmm. And they say even like the first boss, um, they say like, oh, you go and fight her, and then she say like, oh, the only reason you won is because you have all these upgrades that you bought. <laughs> and then the 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 person that was playing the game reset his up their upgrades. Uh-huh. I went back and played it. And the boss acknowledged it. Oh, really? Just like, wow, you know, you're like, brave to like, fight. Like, me with there it. is so. That's pretty cool. There is so. Th- th- it, it is so reactive and it's so intent on telling a story. And this is like, you know, super giant, like legends mm-hmm. for, for telling stories mm-hmm. in unique ways that are then imitated forever, ever since Bastion came out. The voice acting in this game is some of the best voice acting I have ever seen. Really? In games. I haven't looked too deeply into it. I would it. say that the voice acting. Um, like it beats the voice acting in games like the last of us not to say that the story and etc etc but just look at the pure voice acting the pure the pure skill shown by the variety of voice actors it's very Mm. very impressive it's like a a very extensive D &D world that they've created and i've heard that they spent a ton of time recording like a ton of time yeah so yeah very very it's interesting because it is exactly it is the same. It's the it's the same genre mm-hmm. as Spelunky. Mm-hmm. It is a completely different game. Yeah, yeah exactly. They go yeah, for yeah. completely different things. The 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 mood is much more serious. It's not a it's not like a lighthearted, soft, playful. Like it's not no not that it's not playful looking. 
but it's much more serious and much more like it takes itself seriously as, as well right this storyline is not all about jokes etc cetera, etc cetera. um but what fascinates me the most is that the gameplay looks super sharp like mm-hmm. it, it, it i look at that gameplay and i'm like this is the gameplay i want for all of my action uh rpgs i want diablo all your isometric games yeah i want diablo to look like this i want path of dude if path of exile played like this it would be hands down the best rts games period it would it would take wow. path of exile into like gener like uh, the next generation right like can you imagine like having path of exile but like combat that's good like, like come on. it's crazy <laughs> yeah i wasn't aware that people just struggled through the uh through the gameplay of path of exile just to get to the loot <laughs> that's pretty much what it is man like you're you're everything is really? like it's just like to get the loot to get to the, the everything is all loot oriented which i love but it would be also nice if the the grind wasn't so uh boring sometimes yeah, yeah. so but uh hades um what else have you heard about it uh did, do you like it? Do you nothing? Think that's like you. You, I have no idea. I I want to play it, but I had a choice between Spelunky and Hades, and <laughs> Hades wasn't available on consoles. Mm. So I said I'll wait for it to be available on consoles, and I'll get it then because I I want to play it on my big TV. I was pretty sure that I was gonna play Hades, uh, and I probably will. I'm just putting it off right now. But you know, I say that about a lot of games. So when I put a game off, it might might be forever. <laughs> um but pretty much like you're right there's so many games coming out it felt like there was a period where there was no games coming out did you feel that yep like the summer or at least, dearth or at least no good games quote unquote right hey spirit fair 2020's game of the year what game <laughs> spirit fair oh yes yeah, <laughs> that's right that's right um but now like you said we got uh splunky came out like today for the pc yeah Squadron's um, coming out this Friday, yeah. along with Crash Bandicoot yeah. Four. I'm squatting up this Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna be going in. I'm going in, in VR as well. I'm going all in, dude. I'm, nice. I'm gonna be playing with my friends, and I've already decided to like uh, uh, a hardcore roleplay Darth Vader. So we got the vo- oh, voice man. modulator going. Go in. Gonna, it's gonna be. A good you're gonna time. get. You're gonna get some of uh some of this. Uh, hold on, I got this right here. <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. Pretty good, pretty good. You should up that, uh, up the, the, the mixer for that though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How about uh? I find your lack of faith disturbing. Not on, not on, not on. No, you don't hear it. I don't hear it. You need to. Um, uh, I find your lack of faith, uh, faith disturbing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Ah oh, man, the 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 audio didn't come through. I I, I punched I punched it on. It's probably it's probably Discord's not set to your. Did you punch me on? Is it punched, punched on, on now? Say it again. <laughs> it's probably not. Yeah. On. I'll deal with it later. Unfortunate, unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of games coming out. It's gonna be uh, an interesting time. Hades is on my list, but we'll see if I uh, it stays on my list after <laughs> after I get through Spelunky and and Squadron. Yeah. Super giant games, like I love them and I rarely finish them. I finished Bastion. I'm like halfway through Transistor. I never played Pyre. Uh, you know what? Transistor is the same way. I didn't beat that game, although I did love the aesthetic and music. There was something about it that didn't get me to continue, though. I don't know what. It's not. It's not. It's not easy gameplay. That game is kind of hard. It's kind of complicated. It's very different. I think it's yes. It took time. It took you. Um... You had to appreciate the game. Yeah, you, you know, you had to you had to come to it on its own terms. You, you yeah, know? you had to um, invest some time to understand it to to really get out of the gameplay what you wanted. And I I I think that was a bit of a problem for me because I didn't want to test all the skills and then you know figure out which ones I liked, etc. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. You just experiment with it. Yeah. Transistor oh. looks like fun, uh, I definitely... Yeah, Hades is is on is on is on my list. Uh, and then after that, we got Watch Dogs Legions coming out in 29th, and then we're screwed after that point <laughs> because you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you have yeah. Assassin, you have uh, the Spider-Man game, the holiday games come in. Yeah. Uh, what else? Cyberpunk 2077. You know that game that I'm going to finish in 2022. I'm going to wait for your review <laughs> for that game. I. Uh... God. I'm not. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid for that one. As much as I love the aesthetic and I love The Witcher, uh, I'm worried. <laughs> uh, well, that's all I can say. I'm worried. We'll see. Yeah, I, I have, I've been just not paying attention to any of the stuff they're saying about the game because there is just too much coming out right now. Mm-hmm. I just no screw time for it. gossip. I just want. I just want to play it. Hmm? No time for gossip. <laughs> no time for gossip. Keanu Reeves is in it, and that's cool. I guess. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> No, that's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much it, I think. Do you have anything else, Louise? Nope. I am ready to wrap this baby up. So, without further ado, just want to thank everyone for listening. Everyone, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Give a shout-out to Adrian Talons for our music. That was Ken Ha. I'm Luis Fernando Sandrin. And you can always find us beyond the pixel.